In a crowded marketplace, you need to not only stand out, but you need to connect with your audience. This can be challenging. Stories enable us to do that by sharing our experiences and leading from a place of empathy and understanding. We connect with the right people faster and stay in their hearts for longer. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I am Bill with W. Palmertier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with The Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials Team. team. Welcome back to the podcast. So today we have a guest with us, Nikki Groom. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to do your bio and then we'll take it from there. So Nikki Groom helps you position your business for success by building your brand from the inside out and transforming your vision for change into reality through the power of authentic marketing. She's the host of Movement Makers, a podcast which features in-depth conversations, unfiltered stories from businesses, leaders, and making a difference on the planet. Oops, I think I messed that up a little bit, but <laughs> features business leaders making a difference on the planet. And then she's also the founder of the 100 Stories Worth Telling Project, which seeks to amplify the voices of underestimated entrepreneurs all over the world. Wow. Nikki is passionate about harnessing the power of storytelling as a way to humanize what we do, connect with the people we want to connect with most and serve and inspire people into action. She's here with us in Providence, but she's from Newport, Rhode Island, and she is in Newport with her rescue dog, Luna. We always have to mention our, our the fur dogs. babes. Yeah, our yeah. little fur babies. So thank you for coming up to Providence, Nikki. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much for having me. And I, I just realized we were talking about my accent right before this, and we should probably... Um, point that I'm not point out that I'm not from Newport originally. Oh, okay. As yes. people may become rapidly aware <laughs> from England That's not originally. A Newport accent. I don't know. All the way up here in Providence, I don't know what people sound like in Newport. You know, so. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, we are we are far away. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, so today we're here to talk about storytelling. But yeah. did you want to share anything else about yourself or how you came into business and to this field? Um, I mean, I, my background is in marketing and that's how I actually came to be in the States in the first place. Uh, I came over here as the marketing manager for a company in the UK and then their marketing manager, um, in North America left. I remember getting her two weeks notice email saying, wow. you know, it's been great working with you all. And my heart kind of skipped a beat. My stomach turned over and I thought, wait, could I go to America and do her job? <laughs> um, and at that point it seemed like this, this, uh, really ridiculous idea of mine. And within six to nine months, I was over here wow. on a visa originally. And then they, uh, the company kindly sponsored my green card. I started my own business, um, and primarily focused on writing copy for people in the first instance, since writing is my first love. Um, and since then I've gone on to diversify, do a bit of consulting strategy work, that kind of thing. Um, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I love all things marketing, so I'm very happy to be here today talking oh, with you. you all about all of that. Thank you. Yes, we also love marketing. And so the conversations tend to flow pretty easily. But um, so we wanted to focus on storytelling. And so with content, how does storytelling play into content and what you do and how you help your clients? Yeah, I, I would say that 
in my mind, storytelling is inseparable from content. It, okay. It's one and the same. And I think it can be very easy to separate the two and think, well, what am I doing over here? And maybe I'll throw, throw in the odd story. But I think as marketers, as, as people who are passionate about promoting our businesses, if we can think about weaving stories into absolutely everything that we put out there, whether it be a short social media post, you know, a story can be one or two lines even, um, or an email that we're sending out to our list, or, you know, maybe we're hosting a webinar and we kind of want to lead into it and let people know a little bit more about us. I feel like stories are really valuable at, uh, not only capturing people's attention, but, um, ensuring that we stay in their, in their hearts and minds for longer. So yeah, I'm, I'm very passionate about it and you can feel free to pick my brain about awesome. All things related to storytelling. <laughs> so I know when I was reading your bio and looking at your website, you work with entrepreneurs and a few different types of businesses, but can any business use storytelling as part of their marketing? Yeah, absolutely. Any business. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, and I know that that might, you know, for some people, it might kind of feel like a bit of a stretch. Um, but basically, if you are ever able to share an experience that you have had, um, then you're a storyteller. So, uh, you know, if you're a plumber, you could tell a story about a customer who had this challenge and they didn't know how to fix it and you were able to come in and help them. Mm -hmm. Um, so how did you go about doing that? And, and, um, you know, I, so I really feel like whenever you as a service provider, as, as a business owner have clients who have a certain issue, if you can speak to that and use storytelling to do that, it really kind of brings to life what you offer people. I was just thinking about a conversation that we had earlier and talking about how some clients are a little difficult to work with. And I was thinking about the HVAC that well, we were talking about. Yeah, before. And it's like, so, Nikki just picked up on a plumber, right. which because I think some people think, well, that doesn't fit for my type of business. I right. don't have anything to tell <laughs> or there's no creative. Well, the other one I hear a lot is lawyers. Mm. You know, it's like, you want me to tell a story? Well, I can't obviously divulge any kind of client information. Mm -hmm. So what's my story? If, you know, if I'm going to say, uh, um, an estate lawyer or a personal injury lawyer, what's, what's the story there? Yeah. Well, I kind of approach it in a couple of different ways. And so one is kind of thinking about your own experiences. And so people, people really want to know what your motivation is for wanting to help them in the first place. They want to know that they can trust you. They want to know that you have their best interests at heart. And so what you could do is talk a little bit about why you decided to go into a certain field in the first place. Why are you doing what you're doing? Um, what kind of led you to that, that place? And, and now what really lights you up about the work that you do? Why do you feel like it's important? And, um, and, you know, I talk a lot about leading with empathy. So when you answer that question, I know that oftentimes we work for ourselves because we want financial freedom or we want to go on more vacations or whatever it might be. But think about it in terms of the people that you most want to serve. Like how, how do you really want to impact their lives? Um, and it could be in a really small way, you know, getting them out of the stress of, you know, having a water leak. I don't, I don't know, but it really is applicable across the board. And so thinking about what your own experiences and stories are, what your why is, what your motivation is for doing what you do is a, is a great way to start thinking about storytelling. And then secondly, when you think about the people that you most want to support, you know, what are they experiencing? One of my favorite questions to ask is, you know, when you think about the people you most want to serve, what are they struggling with and how are they feeling? I think that sometimes as marketers, we can get really stuck in that 
trap almost of thinking, okay, well, what is my ideal client avatar? And we have this long list of, of things, but ultimately that's what it really comes down to when you're trying to communicate with people in a way that really resonates with them. What are they struggling? How are they feeling? And then how can you tell some stories around that? So you might have had some experience working with a certain client um, and you can tell that story. And again, you don't necessarily have to name names, mm-hmm. um, but just kind of having that understanding of their situation, I think, puts you in a position of being able to share stories that you know will connect with them because they'll see themselves in that story. That's a very, very, that is a great point. All great points. And I think one thing that you said, and it made me think was I was speaking to an attorney who does family law and that's a really, really hard like area of law because divorce and, you know, court case and custodies and privileges you can't talk about. You can't talk about, you know, I, I worked on this case and this person, but you know, when I was talking to him, and he, I said, well, why do you do this? And he says, for the kids, you know, that at the end of the day, go. it's about the children and the family, you know, he's in it for the kids and, and that's his story. You know, that's his why. And he's going to resonate with people who will hire him, who care about the well-being of their family. The children, yeah. So he'll, mm-hmm. if he can like, you know, project the story and, and focus on resonating with the people who, who will also find that important, you know, those will become his clients. But, um, I had another example too, but it escaped me, but but I I love that example. And so I always call it the goosebump test. Like as soon as you said he does it for the kids, it was like, Oh yeah. Like, don't you want to work with that person? (laughs) You know, if you're, if you unfortunately happen to find yourself in a situation where you need to hire somebody like that, then you want to work, work with someone who has your kid's best interests at heart. Yeah. You know? And, and so it's, it's, Storytelling, it tends to be about finding where your values connect with the people that you, mm-hmm. I, I talk about it a lot in terms of the people you most want to serve. You'll hear me say that again and again and again. It's because, you know, I think so often we almost dehumanize people. We call them prospects and clients and customers, mm-hmm. but ultimately they're targets. people, targets, targets yeah. uh, subscribers, yeah. followers, followers, friends, yeah. you know, uh, that's the friends uh, in the social media sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, you know, if we can remember that these are people who have a need mm-hmm. and we want to serve them and we have the ability to do that. Um, and yeah, sharing our motivation can be incredibly powerful. So I love that example. And the great thing about stories is the fact that it brings it to that personal level mm-hmm. beyond just, you know, a number, like you were just saying. Exactly. And people want to do business with people that get them, that understand them, that have the same type of values that they have. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. without that. You know, you're just a bunch of clients, you know, chasing after the next. Exactly. Yeah. I, I always say, you know, people don't, <clears throat> people don't do business with businesses. They do business. <laughs> they do business with people. It's easier for me to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they do uh, business with people that they know, like, and trust. And exactly. so that is really what storytelling brings to the table. Sure. And but. Oh, uh, go ahead, no, Bill. No. no, no, you go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you. <laughs> no, you. I'll you first. <laughs> trying to be polite here, you know. We're not this polite in real life. No. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, when we have see? guests, we're on our see? best behavior. I just totally lost my whole question now, thanks. <laughs> it was my goal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> messing with me. She's always messing with my head. That's good. I was going to say, if you're ready. <laughs> go ahead, Bill. Um, but how do you get started telling a story. It's not just like I open up my Facebook and, oh, I'm just going to tell a story today about, you know, do you have, is there, what is the strategy? How do you Once upon a time. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Just start there. Yeah. (laughs) Follow Bill's advice. (laughs) Well, I think one thing that people get stuck with is that they think that they have to have one 
overarching story that they tell mm. over and over and over over again and that can okay. be valuable of course because it tends to be uh, you know people kind of know you for that story mm-hmm. but i really believe in uh you know you can have any number of stories and you can find stories absolutely everywhere so for example to use this situation that we find ourselves in right now you know i could tell a story i could i could open up my facebook and say you know i was talking <laughs> i'm going to not be able to think of a specific example now, but you know, I I was talking to Alicia on her marketing essentials podcast yesterday and something she said really, really stuck with me and then kind of lead into the The story story. from that place. So you kind of start from a very specific incident and then you lead into, and here's, here's the thing you've got to be thinking about every single time that you share a story is what do you want people to walk away with? What do you want them to know? What is that message? Mm -hmm. And so having a clear sense of that beforehand and then thinking, Oh, actually that conversation I had with Alicia is a perfect example of that. So again, you kind of, you, you have a purpose to telling the story in the first place, but you can start with a really specific example and it can be anything, you know, it could be literally anything that happened to you in the course of a day, or it could be something that happened to you five, 10 years ago. So, so what do you do in a case of, uh, when you're working with somebody and they say, well, I don't really have an interesting story to tell. Cause I'm sure you've oh, run across that. <laughs> I do. And yeah. actually I, I founded the 100 stories worth telling project in 2015. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I ran up about uh, up against quite often, especially because some of the storytellers were sharing like these kind of mind blowing stories. I had one person, uh, Karen Volo, who actually ended up behind bars for crimes that she did not commit and was in jail for almost four years, um, before being let off without any charges being pressed. She tells the story about, uh, you know, teaching yoga on the prison roof and it like mind blowing story. So I started sharing stories like this and a lot of people started to say, well, you know, Nikki, I've, I've never been to jail. Like, I don't, like, I don't think it's ha- so boring. Yeah, I, I haven't think, been to jail. <laughs> right, right. It's like, I don't think I have a story worth telling. And actually one of the people that had said this to me, I knew that she had, she'd had this cancer scare. I knew that she was an incredible and inspiring serial entrepreneur. And I thought, what are you talking about? Of course you do. And so what I started to do is share more sort of down to earth everyday stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that we can often fall into the um, mindset of thinking that our story has to be like, it has to be over. It has to be complete. Mm-hmm. And so you'll hear, I know that you'll all have heard of this, the term rags to riches stories. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I was here and things were terrible and now I'm here and things are great. And I think that we can do something a little bit, um, to just, dis- to disrupt that and, and help people feel less alone and whatever they're going through by sharing kind of more of those everyday stories. It doesn't have to be big, big and glitzy yeah. and grandiose. Yeah. 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 That's, I think that's an important point because people feel like they're not as worthy of a story or their life isn't exciting. And even I struggle with that, but I guess that's why you work with a professional because <laughs> then they can extract exactly. something from you or right. teach you a mind. It's a mindset. I would say to, to, like you were saying, take stuff from your everyday and make that into content. That's a mindset. You know, it just doesn't happen overnight. I, I would assume. I think it takes practice too. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's funny because I'm sitting here and I'm talking about storytelling and it's, you know, you can start small. I'm actually, um, and it's really weird to be saying this out loud, but I'm writing my first book oh. and it's kind of been 40 years in the making, but never mind. Um, actually maybe not quite 40 years. I just realized I'm aging myself. <laughs> and one of the things that I find really easy to do is tell other people's stories. And by the way, that's kind of a little hack. If you are struggling to share stories about yourself, think about your customers, think about some of the people that you want to help and share those stories maybe instead, because I really have been struggling to put my own stories into this book because I, all that 
uh, all those negative stories keep coming up. You know, no one cares about this. Mm-hmm. This is boring. Like, are people going to be like, wow, wow, Nikki, we don't care. Get to the good stuff. So I've really been wrestling with that myself. Um, and I think that's why it is so helpful to kind of start small, keep things bite-sized, maybe just do like a little little tester. Like maybe I'll just share this on Facebook or I'll share this on Instagram or I'll share this in an email newsletter that I send out and let me see how it lands. And let me see if anyone kind of responds. And, um, it, it's kind of, I kind of look at it as like low stakes marketing. Okay. So it's, it's like, it's okay if no one really responds or no one likes it and you can mm. just move on and you can try something else another day. Um, but yeah, definitely writing the book is, it feels very high stakes. And so I keep getting stuck in that. I can uh, imagine. Mindset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about trying to tell my story. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Writing a book is no a small feat. That no. yeah. So um, but I, I think that's also, you know, people with social media, you can test and well, I don't want to say test, but you can experiment with different ways of getting your message across and fine-tuning your your storytelling abilities. So and and seeing what people resonate with. And that's that's the beauty of social media. Do you feel like there's a correlation between the rise of social media and businesses gravitating more and brands gravitating more towards storytelling. Is there, is there a connection between the two? Yeah. I mean, I can't remember what the stat is now, but we're sold to like a ridiculous number of times every single day. And sometimes maybe we don't even consciously realize it. And I think that there's just been this shift away from people are, people are wise to, you know, different companies trying to sell them different things. And it's not that storytelling is kind of this covert way of selling. Um, it's more just understanding that people really do want to work with and buy from people who they do trust and they do believe have their best interests at heart. And I think that uh, that social media is such a great medium for for showing up regularly and showing people a little bit of who you are. You know, this is our approach. This is how he how we work. This is um, this is why we, we we really want to help people like you. And here are some examples of how we've been able to do that. So it is. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to build my business without social media. Um, I actually now tend to work with more and more companies in the Rhode Island area. Nice. But when I first started my business, I was working with people all over the world. Um, and that's what social media gives you the ability to do. You know, you don't have to limit yourself necessarily. Obviously it depends on what you do, but yeah, I found that that social media was a great way for me to do that. And so, yeah, I think it's just a nice way to be able to show people a little bit, as I say, of, you know, who you are and be transparent and, uh, help them trust you and and know that, uh, you've got their back. Yeah. I think, I think it was a HubSpot talk that I was at or, um, one of the leaders at HubSpot, but when you look at like marketing, the history of marketing, there's really three phases. It breaks down to the Mad Men days where marketing came to you. You know, you didn't want that ad on the billboard, but it was there. You didn't want that ad on your television, but it was there. And that was the only way to market was interruption. Then you look at like the progression of the internet and Google and websites and people could come to you when they want it. They could, you know, they could seek you out and find you and grab more of your content when they wanted it. And then if you think about social media, it's now a two-way road. Not only are people coming to you, but you can connect with them. There's this path of conversation that has opened that's never been there before in marketing. So it's powerful and amazing for businesses. Yeah. A lot of work, but it's an opportunity. Definitely. I, I remember when, uh, gosh, when social media first became a thing and they talked about it in terms of like web 2.0 marketing and suddenly people could go onto a website and they could post a review and suddenly, suddenly 
you know, users, customers, I'm, I'm doing the labeling thing, which we said we weren't going to do, but suddenly people had a voice, yeah. you know, and, and before that they really didn't. And so now if you do a terrible job of serving somebody, then they can go right on social media. They can write a terrible review. They can write a post and they can let their friends know. And so it's, it's even though, you know, we talk about this kind of uh, mushy gushy stuff of really connecting and helping people trust you at the same time as a marketer, you have no choice except to show up in this way because people, you can't do things behind closed doors anymore. You've got to be very transparent. You've got to show people what your motivation is. You've got to show people how you work with them, um, what your approach is and how you're different. And storytelling really enables you to do that. So I'm so glad you brought that up because I remember, um, HubSpot, particularly in the early days talking about inbound marketing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense to me. This, this is the way that we need to look at marketing. Now we've got to think about, um, how we can create that really valuable content that helps people better connect with us and our brand and our business. So what ways, if somebody is, you know, if a business wants to use storytelling as part of their marketing and obviously social media is one, but can it be used in other formats or other ways? Is it always blog content? How does storytelling play out? I mean, when you're bringing it to marketing or like bringing your marketing game out, I guess. Yeah. I think wherever you're creating content and that could be for a talk that you're giving, a workshop that you're delivering. It could be for a blog post that you're writing, a podcast episode that you're uh, putting out there. Literally anytime that you're creating content uh, that is designed to educate people, to let them know something about what you do as a business. I think that that's an opportunity to, to use storytelling. Um, and so a couple times, and I, and I probably haven't done it as much as I could have done during the course of our conversation today, but like, even you're asking me questions and notice how I notice how other people do this during podcast interviews as well. If you can answer with a story, it just really brings to life what you're saying so much yeah. more. Sure. I haven't really got that down to a fine art yet. But when I remember, I try and throw some stories in because again, I think it just kind of helps what you're saying to come to life. Um, so yeah, really anywhere. And I know that's a very broad answer to your question, but absolutely anywhere. Good point about presentations. I feel like when I've been to talks or, uh, presentations, the ones that I get drawn in to most or most memorable are like, I, I think it was Anne, um, Hanley or Hadley, I always mm-hmm. say her last name incorrectly, but she usually leads with a story because she's a big, she's big on content and sure. the art of storytelling. And so it's memorable. Like I, when someone gets up and they start just speaking about, you know, what their <coughs> basics or whatever of the talk and they skip through, but when you can resonate with someone, all of a sudden you're drawn into that. Like it's a conversation, even though you're, you're in the audience, but still it adds that extra layer. I would say. Yeah. I remember when I, first started my, actually before I started my business. So this is going back to maybe like 2010, 2011, something like that. And going to a conference where I heard some people speak. And to this day, I remember those people because I remember their stories. I actually don't necessarily remember exactly what they were teaching. Maybe I kind of have a rough (laughs) rough memory of the message, (laughs) but I remember them and I remember them because they shared their story. Yeah. They became personable. They became people. Exactly. Yeah. So if you are starting, you know, working with a business, how do you, how do you, how do you even get started in the process? Like what are the elements of a powerful story? Would you say? Yeah. I like to ask people specific questions that kind of draw it out of them. Okay. Um, so one of the questions we had sort of touched on earlier, but you know, why do you do what you do? Mm. And oftentimes people kind of give a surface response to that question, but then inevitably they'll start to tell some of the story, some of the backstory. Um, another question to ask yourself is, you, you know, what is my mission? 
what do you ultimately want to accomplish? Um, and that can be a really valuable piece to weave into your story as well. Um, and then, yeah, going back to that idea of what is your message? And I think if I know if someone asked me, what's your message? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I get very tongue tied, but if you, if, uh, instead so I kind of reframe that question for people and I say, well, you know, who are the people you most want to serve? First of all, um, can you kind of describe them to, to me? Tell me a little bit about them, what you know to be true about them. And then when you think about those people, when you think about what they're struggling with and how they might be feeling, what do you want them to know? Mm-hmm. And that's the message piece. And so I would say that any story kind of wraps with that message piece. Um, and it sets the intention for the whole story. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I lead into it. There are more, more questions that I will throw at people as well, but that's a great starting point. I can imagine there's layers of questions because like you said, people will answer with the most obvious, you know, why did you start your business? Or, you know, they'll recite their mission statement and they won't really, or they'll recite like, well, it was handed down by the family or something like to dig in. Sometimes you really have to get people, you have to work with people. I'm sure like peel back the layers and definitely. But I I think it is something that you know, so I, so I don't know if anyone, any of you find this, but sometimes when I sit down with a blank sheet of paper or, you know, a blank word doc or whatever on my computer, it's, there's a lot of pressure to write exactly the right thing. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, I'm going to write a story now. It's like, gosh, like, where do I start? So if you can have someone ask you questions and maybe just record your responses and then take those responses, maybe, maybe transcribe them using something like Otter or Rev.com. And, uh, and just pull and just kind of polish from there, I think can be a really nice hack and an easy way just to kind of get yourself into the storytelling mode, which can be difficult to get into sometimes. Yeah. What was the, you mentioned a website or there's a couple of places that, um, will transcribe, uh, your conversations for you. So if you have like an app on your phone and you can record a conversation that way or however you choose to do it, one of them is otter. AI. Okay. Um, and one is rev.com. I'll put that in the show notes. Cause yeah. I, I think, yeah, a lot of times you're in the car or you can't, or it is just easier to speak sometimes than like you said, a lot totally. of pressure. Totally. Cause yeah. it just gets you part. Cause otherwise I think you overthink it. Mm. Like sometimes the That's page. Me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's all of us. Going, I don't know what to do with this. So yeah. there's less, there's less filter from, from the brain huh? to the mouth yeah. versus brain to piece of paper. So exactly. Yeah. Well, this is very, very formal, you know, sitting in front of a screen and then type. Whereas if you're just talking, you know, you're not worried about, oh, did, was that sentence structure correct? You know, did I remember? <laughs> Sometimes I, I even make up words. Did I, I spell that word right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So, but yes, it, it, perfect. Yes, exactly. So, well, yeah, this, and this is a perfect example of that. Actually, I was talking to someone the other day and they said, you know, when you're delivering a talk, for example, if you kind of black out during that talk and have no idea what you said, you probably did a good job. And like, I have no idea what I've said so far today. And I'll probably listen back to this like, oh, well, that, yeah, I kind of like my response to that question. But like, it's just, it, yeah, it just kind of takes you out of that headspace when you're overthinking things. So. And maybe that is why podcasts have become so popular because there is no sitting down and perfecting. Once it's, I mean, we can clean up the audio and you can cut and edit, but once you, you speak, the words it's it's out there. That's the yeah. podcast. You know, there's no going back and rereading and tweaking and yeah, blogging can be it can be very uh, intimidating. I can see that being a challenge. So, um, so I guess like closing out, um, Nikki, are there any brand stories that you really appreciate out there that it would probably like paint an example or a picture for some of our listeners, or do you want to share any examples of success stories uh, 
clients or businesses you've helped tell stories? Yeah. Um, brands, I, I'm not going to be able to think in it of any right now off the top of my head, <laughs> but if I think of any after this conversation that I'll be sure to send them over to you, maybe you can mm-hmm. include them in the show notes. Um, but I just know, I mean, the, the whole reason why I started the hundred stories worth telling projects in the first place is because I just work with so many entrepreneurs, you know, we'd have that initial phone conversation, um, or in-person conversation. And I'd start to ask them some of these questions, you know, why do you do what you do? And the stories that they'd tell me just these kind of unfiltered stories about some of their experiences and the motivations were, were so inspiring. Um, and so I, I would really recommend there's, there's a Facebook page for the hundred stories we're telling projects. It's on my website as well. If you, if you're curious. So we all definitely put that in the show notes too. What I, what I learned from those stories is that what made them really powerful is when they were telling these stories and then the work that they were doing, there was kind of this connection point. So um, if they had had a certain experience, then probably the people that they were serving had also had a similar experience. And, and even though, you know, as I said, some of these stories that I share are kind of mind blowing and, you know, what some of these, uh, these people went through. But again, going back to the plumber example that we used at the beginning, if you have been in the situation, even if you're a plumber, if you've been in the situation where, where you're kind of like, oh my goodness, like this is so frustrating. I have this issue. I'm, you know, I'm going to have to fix this myself because this is what I do. Then you kind of know something of what your clients are going through as well. And, and, uh, so you can speak to that. So the finding that connecting point, kind of that, uh, quote unquote, me too factor, mm-hmm. um, is, is so invaluable when you're sharing your story. It's very good. Um, did you, any other takeaways for the audience or any words of advice when it comes to storytelling? <laughs> yes. Pause. Storytelling. Pause, pause. Yeah. I think the only other thing that I would say, and, and this is kind of a reframe on, you know, what do you do? Mm-hmm. I don't know about the rest of you. I hate that question. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh gosh, what do I do? I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Depends on the day you ask. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but I like to reframe that in terms of how do you help people? And again, I think that can help with the storytelling piece. And it, again, it shifts you into that place of service. How do I actually help people? I like that. And if you could even answer that question from that place, um, I think it always kind of PKs people's interest and they want to ask you more and like, Oh, how did you end up doing that in the first place? And why do you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that kind of sets you up for a, a really great uh, storytelling conversation. I like that. How do you help people over? What do you do? I'm going to try that at a networking event. I go to, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm, I'm just going to wait to see how that happens. I'm going to see how that works. I'm going to put someone on the spot, but I really, really do like that. Thank you so much, Nikki. Yes. Yeah, thank you for joining us today. Awesome. You're so welcome. Sure. This has been so fun. I feel like I could talk to you guys all day. Uh, and well, yeah, we, we, we definitely talk can talk all day. So, um, but if people want to find you and continue the conversation with you, how can they do that? Yeah. Um, my website is nikkigroom.com mm-hmm. and I'm pretty much everywhere on social media at Nikki Groom. And I'm, I, I really value being accessible. So if anyone has any questions after this podcast, I would be happy to answer them. Just feel free to tweet me at me, whatever makes the most sense. <laughs> <laughs> Send me a contact form. I don't know. That sounded very awkward. Didn't whatever you prefer you know what I mean? brand of social media <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. And, uh, yes, please check out Nikki. It's nikkigroom.com. Yep. yep. All right. Awesome. Well, we're now at the end of our weekly podcast and uh, I guess we'll see you all next week. See you. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts and you can also 
find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.